0: Uh, we ran a bit long on that last segment, which was certainly worth it, so we're going to have to uh, close out this third segment uh, in, in short order. We have two obituaries worthy of note. I'd never heard of Joan Hinton until she passed, but her story is a curious one. As a young woman during World War II, Joan Hinton worked on the Manhattan Project, but after the bomb was used twice in the Japanese. She was heartsick, and in 1948 she left the U.S. for China to join the Revolutionary Brigades of Mao Zedong. Joan Hinton was born in Chicago and grew up in Vermont, but she died at age 88 last week in Beijing. Her father had invented the jungle gym. Her mother had founded a progressive Putney school where students learned to milk cows and were encouraged to study what they liked. After earning a doctorate at the University of Wisconsin in 1944, she became the youngest scientist recruited into the Manhattan Project, according to the New York Times. But after the weapons she helped design obliterated Hiroshima and Nagasaki, she became an outspoken peace activist and gave up physics. In 1948, she left the U.S. for what she thought would be a two-year visit to China. She was to remain there for the rest of her life as a devoted follower of Mao Zedong. With her husband, Erwin Angst, an American dairy cattle expert, she designed and built continuous-flow milk pasteurizers and other farm machinery. According to her obituary, her enthusiasm for the Chinese Revolution never waned. She said two years ago, Of course, I was 100% behind everything that happened in the Cultural Revolution. It was a terrific experience. Well, I have to say, this is obviously a very bright lady, but (laughs) to be completely behind what happened in the Chinese Cultural Revolution, well, that's a bit... All right, and final item of the day. We note with some sadness the passing of an entertainment legend, Jimmy Dean. He was born Seth Ward in Olton, Texas, and grew up poor in nearby Plainview. His mom taught him how to play musical instruments, and he picked up the guitar, the harmonica, and the accordion, dropping out of school in the ninth grade. After leaving the Air Force in 1948, Jimmy Dean as he, I guess, changed his name, and his band, the Texas Wildcats, developed the following in the Washington, D.C. market. He began hosting Town and Country, a three-hour television show that aired in Washington on Saturday nights in 1953, and soon moved to New York, where he signed with Columbia Records and hosted The Morning Show, a variety program on CBS. He first got on the pop charts in 1953, and in 1961 scored a number one hit with... Big Bad John, about a miner who rescues his co-workers after the mine roof collapses. After that, Jimmy Dean would headline concerts at Carnegie Hall and the Hollywood Bowl. He became the first country star to play in the Las Vegas Strip and the first guest host on The Tonight Show. He hosted the nationally televised Jimmy Dean Show in the early 1960s, and I can tell you I remember that show, and he was pretty good. I do remember him from the 1971 James Bond film Diamonds Are Forever, where he plays one of the bad guys. Elected to the Country Music Hall of Fame in February, he was scheduled to be inducted this coming October. But although Jimmy Dean had a lot of demonstrable talents as a singer, songwriter, actor, country music legend, and talk show host, he's probably best known as a business entrepreneur. As his music career topped out, Dean, who had grown up grinding pork on his family farm, opened the Jimmy Dean Meat Company in Plainview, Texas, back in 1969, and his sausage became a breakfast staple from coast to coast. Well, it's funny. I saw an ad for Jimmy Dean's sausage uh, about a week or, week or two ago and thought, is Jimmy Dean still alive? And the answer at the time was yes. He actually sold the company off to Sarah Lee in 1984, and by the early 1990s, his fortune was estimated at $75 million. Jimmy Dean died on his 200-acre estate in Virginia, having vowed never to get old and broke like other musicians he'd known. No one, he used to say, is going to play a benefit for Jimmy Dean. And as it turned out, no one would have to. Big John! Big John! Every morning at the mine, you could see him
1: arrive. He stood six foot six and weighed 245, kind of broad at the shoulder and narrow at the hip. And everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John.
0: Big John. Our heartfelt thanks go to General Chuck Yeager for spending so much time speaking with us, and we even have a little more in the can for some future discussions. This program was produced by Edward McMillan.
1: John
0: called home Have a happy and safe 4th of July, and we'll see you next week at the same time. I'm Douglas Everett. You've been listening to Radio Parallax.
1: Oh, you just said hi to Big John. Somebody said he came from New Orleans, where he got in a fight over a Cajun queen, and a crashing blow from a huge right hand sent a Louisiana fella to the promised land, Big John. Big John. Big John. Big Bad John, Big John. Then came the day at the bottom of the mine when a timber cracked and men started crying. Miners were praying and hearts beat fast.